Good morning, YouTube family. Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to Happy Crappy Recap of today's live stream. Today we're talking about whether or what happens when the new supply is also a narcissist. That gives us quite a picture, you guys. So the reason I want to talk about that today is to actually make you feel better that you actually had escaped. You are blessed if you have escaped a narcissist. And no better way, there's no better way to see that than when you see the narcissist with another narcissist. In my live stream today, the I think it was like 48 minutes, if you want to go there, you can hear the full stories of uh, my actual experience when of two sets of two narcissists. One set was um, a non-romantic pair and the other set was a romantic pair and I wanted to give you a scenario or a picture of what each of them looks like. So when a new, when a, the new supply is also a narcissist, it's actually quite hilarious. There's nothing that will make you feel better about being out of there than to see this. So when two narcissists get together, what they end up doing is playing each other. They will love bomb each other. They will gaslight each other. They will manip manipulate each other. They will also even future fake each other while each of them will believe that they are in control. Yes, each one of the narcissists will believe that they're the one controlling the relationship. They're the one who is the most special in the relationship. They're the one who's going to determine when the relationship ends. This is what they think. They have no idea that they're being played. And to some extent, they kind of recognize that they're being played. They'll even see some of the manipulations that they've used, but they'll convince themselves that they're actually above it or somehow in charge and, and overseeing it. They, they think they're outwitting the other narcissist, but they also fall victim to the same manipulations. So the romantic one that I knew about, and I'll, I went into a lot of detail about that one in the live stream, the, the longer happy crappy hour. If you want to hear the whole story, go there. I'll put a link to it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'll put a link to it. But here's the thing. The romantic narcissists will actually be on their best behavior. They're going to love bomb each other. They're going to be uh, be everything the other one wants, right? They're going to actually think they're each other's soulmate because they they're, they'll be so shocked that somebody else gets them. Somebody else is fulfilling all of their fantasies because essentially they have the same fantasies. They know how to be what the other person desires. That's how they catch supply, regular supply in the first place. They know how to read other people and hear what the other person's passions are and act as if I fulfill all the, of those passions. I fulfill all of those needs. I fulfill all of those fantasies. So the, the romantic couple, you know, two narcissists that I knew, essentially fulfilled that for each other. That the guy was everything the girl wanted. He was not that any of us on the outside would believe this of him or even think this of him, but he essentially told her how handsome he is and how intelligent he is. I mean, narcissists have to do this. They have to tell you about themselves. You can't just be around them and get the feeling that they're smart and, and, and 
all together and successful. They have to tell you how successful they are. So the fact that they even have to do that tells you there's something not quite right. So this is what he would do. He'd tell her how handsome he is. You know, the rest of us are looking at him like, oh, you're not that handsome. He'd tell her how successful and how much money he's making because he knew that it was important to the narcissist female. So she, on the other hand, knew that he was very sexual. So she played the sex kitten type, the oh, look at me, I'm this wounded little puppy that you're going to save, and I'm going to fulfill all of your, you know, your bedroom fantasies. And yep, that's what she did. She fulfilled and played all of that for him. So they, the two of them thought, oh my gosh, I found a gold mine. This is the perfect person. We can't even understand how other people, all of their other supply, their exes, had treated them so badly, right? You know, they... they see each other as the victim in other their other relationships. So they have sympathy for each other, if you will, right? They'll, they'll actually commiserate about how each other's exes were so horrible and didn't deserve them, and they're just so wonderful. So at the beginning, if you're looking at this from the outside, you're going to think, oh, they're so lucky, and they have everything I've ever wanted, and their life looks beautiful, and they're going to be riding off into the sunset, you know, happily ever after. But that is not the true story. The true story is they are putting on a show for each other. Not only that, they're putting on a show for everybody who's watching, for all of their fan club, for all of their exes, for all of their uh, flying monkeys, okay? And definitely for you. So don't look. That's my first advice is don't look. You have to extract yourself. I know it's really hard especially when you hear that they've gotten together and they're traveling or they're uh, they're buying a house together or they've moved in together or they're getting married and you hear all this stuff and you're thinking they're going to have the happily ever after I, I always wanted. But the reality is they don't. They don't get that. Uh, the two that I know of, after a couple of years and after abandoning real people who loved them, Real partners who are willing to stay in the fight for them. Just like you were when you were in a relationship with one of them, right? You wanted to be married. You wanted to be there with them. You wanted to go to the end because you thought there was something really good here. Because they did the future faking. Well, it's the same thing for them. They're future faking each other. And then after a few months, and it doesn't even have to take a few months. Sometimes it's just a few weeks. Once everybody gets out of their way, once their exes clear out and have given up on them and they have no more audience, they're going to probably not just slowly, but quickly show each other who and what they really are. The manipulation will start coming out. The masks will fall. They will start bickering and, you know, uh, going at it. And what you're going to end up with is a crazy fireworks show. So the couple that I know of ended up alone, both of them, right? Uh, they're both wounded. They're both messed up. They're, they don't change. Narcissists just don't change. So if you think, oh, because they met someone who's exciting to them, who's fulfilling all of their fantasies, they're going to change. No, they don't change because the person fulfilling all of their fantasies is just putting on a show anyway. Now, the other couple that I know, not a couple, but they're non um what do you call it? They're not together, uh, 
as as a couple. They're they're just separate. They're not together, but they're friends. And every time they get together, it's because they use each other. Everybody else is tired of listening to their same stories. Everybody else is tired of gossiping about the same things over and over again. Everybody's tired of putting uh, their mutual friends down. But these two will get together in order to do that because once their audience gets tired of them, they have to go find somebody else who will fulfill that that part of their life for them. And that's what happened with this other pair that I know through the years. They shut each other out, they yell at each other, they hate each other, they backstab each other, and yet they keep coming back together. Not as a romantic couple, but as uh, friends, right, in a way. They use each other. One was using the other to live in the house, her house, for free. The other one was using the other one in order to get a sympathetic ear and someone who would listen to her stories over and over and over again and how she complains about everybody in, in her life. They fed each other. They provided a need for each other. But in the end, what happened was he bought a house, not even letting her know that he did this, moved out and then told her she's not welcome to come visit him at his house. She ended up, you know, always one narcissist gets burned worse than the other, which is, in my opinion, I mean, it's karma, right? It's hard to see. I don't like to see anyone suffer, not even narcissists. I, I hope that everybody would change at some point and grow and get better. But as you know, narcissists just don't change. What happens is they reap what they sow. They get the consequences of their actions. And because she allowed this other narcissist back in her life, and she used him in a way too, to, to listen to her and her incessant complaining and and putting down everybody in her life and wanting someone to be on her in her corner and he did that but he also backstabbed her and she backstabbed him it's just back and forth it is never a lovely picture you you think it is at the beginning because they seem like oh well they're moving in and she's providing this for him and and they seem to enjoy going to lunches together or spending time together and they seem to be laughing but what they laugh about is really just awful, evil junk, okay? It's not the good kind of laughter where nobody gets hurt and, and nobody has to be the butt of their joke. Somebody always has to be the butt of their joke. They always have to have a victim to complain and, and cry about and whine about and put down and, and victimize if they can together. They tend to gather together and do this. That is also covered in the the longer live stream. Go there and you will hear about how sometimes narcissists will get together to form a clique or a mob or a gang to gang up on other victims or common victims. And it's a really ugly thing, but there's a way to get out of it. And the way to get out of it is you have to remove yourself. If you ever find yourself the victim of two narcissists coming together against you because they have to have a common enemy to hold them together and you might be that common enemy you have to get out of there you have to move you have to leave you have to extract yourself physically you cannot be in the same house with them you cannot if you cannot even be in the same town with them it is worth it to move and the beautiful thing is you're going to find so much healing when you get away you're going to find so much life and lightness and love and good things coming into your life the moment you cut them out of your life. So you guys, 
that is my recap for today. If you want to hear more of the details, um, all the lore and details of these relationships that I had the privilege, I suppose, if you want to call it that, of getting really close and intimate with each party because I knew them before I understood they were narcissists. So I was trying to help them. I got into very deep conversations with each of these people and their exes and got to hear what the narcissist take on things are and what they're thinking and how they're thinking. It's so absolutely insane, you guys. So blessings to you. I hope this recap gives you a good idea of what it's like when two narcissists get together. Run away. That's all I can tell you is run away. Get as far away from that before the explosion occurs. Blessings to you. Don't forget to share this video. Give a thumbs up. Comment on it. That would really help me. And also watch a commercial once in a while. That totally helps me. So thank you guys for being here. I will see you next week.